Enough is enough Hey guys, welcome back to the Indie Wrestling Corner with another episode of Under the Ropes. I'm your host as always, the queen of the Indies, Tiffany. And I got you covered with another interview with my friend, Tristan Ty. How are ya? That's good. <laughs> Thank you for coming on. I'm so excited to of have course. you on Thank here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So, uh, guys, if you're new here to the Indie Wrestling Corner here, I interview everything independent wrestling, whether it's wrestlers, promoters, referees, backstage. I got you covered. If you guys could uh, share, hit that like button. I'd really appreciate it. If you guys got questions for Tristan, please feel free. Drop it into the chat. I'm sure he'll be more than happy to answer all of your questions. Oh, I already see some peeps in the chat. What's going on, Sky? How are you? John, what's going on? Thanks for uh, joining on in here. I love you very, very much. So, um, yeah. So, you know, I like I like to go back to basics with, uh, you know, with this podcast. So we'd like to learn a little bit about you for the fans out there that might not know you. Uh, so let's get back into like how you got into professional wrestling. Okay. Well, um, I mean, the first I mean, the first taste of it was uh, it was a family party at I don't think I was like seven years old. And, uh, you know, family parties sometimes, you know, it's just family. So after the first couple hours, you know, especially if it's at your house, you're like, you guys got to go. Right. So when the adults start hanging out, you know, sometimes the kids are falling asleep. I'm seven. I'm up, but everyone's sleeping. I'm like, you know, what? I'm just going to go to the other room and watch TV. Right. I couldn't find the remote, so I just put it on. And it was on uh, UPN 9 mm -hmm. when SmackDown used to be on UPN 9 in New York. Mm -hmm. And uh, John Cena was on, and he was just rapping. I don't remember exactly what he said, and I don't remember exactly what he was wearing. But I know it was a jersey like this. I know he was talking shit, looking jacked. And then I was just like, what is this? <laughs> and then he started like, and for some reason, every day since then, like from like the next like maybe like week and a half, two weeks, I would just press the TV, that same TV in that room every day mm -hmm. at all hours just to see when it was going to come on again until I figured out it was on Thursdays. Uh -huh. And uh, then when that happened, I took my mom. I said, yeah, we got to go to Blockbuster. And I started and then I saw like everything. They had like WCW. They had like like old WWF, like 99 Royal Rumble stuff. And, and I was just like, damn, this is crazy. And then 
as um, you know, for a lot of guys, you know, especially a lot of the boys and girls, like when you first like meet your first wrestling friend in school, mm-hmm. you first found that one kid in class that was down with wrestling. You might have not like of hung up, you know, we probably didn't hang out before, like knew each other, but once you realized that they liked wrestling, mm-hmm. it was over. It was like, oh, you like wrestling? So you bring you bring the action figures in, then you play like the theme songs and things like that. But uh oh the cat went crazy. Dang. <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> That's wild. If you got pets, then you know, guys, how they are. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. You never know what's going to happen on a live podcast. No, That's you crazy. never know. <laughs> I still don't understand cats. And my wife's cats. I still Aww. don't understand. But, um... <laughs> But no, I mean that that was the big uh, that was the big decider right there was having a friend that liked wrestling because, mm-hmm. you know, now we're talking like middle school age and, right. uh, you know, now you know we're starting to get into girls, we're starting to get into you know sports, we're starting to get into like you no know, like trying to like do other things, but because I had him, his name's Gerald, and, you know, he always was like, hey bro, I think you could do this stuff, like you'd be really good, and it was just something where like that little bit of hope, that little bit of like little encouragement, like it meant everything. Because, you know, like, mom and dad, you know, they don't get that stuff. You know, like, your other friends, like, you know, you like that fake crap. You know what I mean? All that, they don't understand. Right. So just having one person, just one, kind of be like, yo, like, you, I think you could probably do this if you wanted to. Right. That was enough. Right. And so from then on, my, my elementary school yearbook, middle school yearbook, high school yearbook, even, like, my, my college acceptance letter was about wrestling and why it meant so much, why, why I wanted to do it, why I knew I was going to do it. And um, I think uh, from there, like it was my my decision was made. Like when I met my wife, like we were eighteen, you know, we were eighteen, and I was like, hey, listen, like before we kind of get serious or whatever, just know that I'm gonna train to be a wrestler after we graduate. So don't try to make me like catch feelings or you know like baby whatever it is. Like don't get me invested, and then I tell you this, and then you ask me to choose because it's gonna be wrestling. Right, right. It's gonna be. I would. I wanted this for longer than I knew you. And the way that I came like straight out forward with it, she respected enough to where she was like, he's not kidding. So I support you. So that was another thing where, again, another person where they were able to kind of be selfless enough to kind of hear me out. Because when someone tells you about wrestling, it's ridiculous. Right. right. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's ridiculous now when people find out. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> I think it's crazy. Imagine what everyone else would you know what I mean. So it's something where. Like, we forget when we go outside of our circle, when we're not at a show, when we're not with the boys, when we're not, like, out at the diner at 3 in the morning or in an airport. Like, it's a, it's a nobody knows what we go through. No one knows why we do what we do to ourselves. No one knows why we love it so much, even from your perspective, too. Yeah. I'm like, you would rather be, you know, hanging out with the girls on a Saturday night. No, you're at a show. Yeah. You're meeting, you know I mean? You're meeting people. You're networking. You're trying to you know I mean, be a part of this world. And, like, only people who who take it this far understand what you're talking about. And, um, you know, that's what you need a good group of guys, which brings me to when I started training, right? When I first started training me, um, you know, Kono Capucha, he was, he was my trainer. Um, but I was the only student for a long ass time. I was just, it was just me for a couple months. And, um, so I really got real one-on-one attention and he knew right from right away that I wasn't messing around. Like I wasn't, you know, I wasn't, in, I wasn't, a nerd that went to shows and then decided to hop the barricade one day and join. Like it wasn't like that. It was, I know who I am as a person. And I know that this just happens to be the avenue in which I want to make my money. It had nothing to do with like, 
you know, it had nothing to do with me marking out about anybody. I didn't show up with a John Cena shirt. I showed up ready to work because I knew what it was going to entail. Mm -hmm. And I think from there, he took a, a, not just a liking to me, but he was like, this kid might actually could do something with this. I think every one out of every 50 students probably have something in them that makes people want to invest in them, especially like a coach. Right. You know, like I can't tell you how many students came and gone since I started there. Yeah. Like in their same passion, all fired up next day. They're not there next week. They're not there. And um, that's why like when, you know, when I hooked up with Gabe, that was someone who like, I started to watch like just from just going to our little local shows that we had and seeing him, work so hard and get like you know get like you know golf claps it was like it blew my mind and made me so nervous I was like he's doing crazy stuff and there and, and it was just like it brought it back to earth of what we're here for right and when i saw his passion with it it immediately drew me to him even though he was younger than me and maybe you know we maybe liked different music or we just we dressed different or we were just on two different spectrums of how we saw life for some reason that that straight path where we wanted to make something out of ourselves in this business drew, you know, drew us together. Right. right. And that became the phone call was like, Hey, my girl's tripping. Like, can we talk? Cool. Hey, I, I'm trying to figure out this new chess workout. Can we talk? Hey, I'm trying to figure out nutrition. Can we talk? Hey, I kind of want to learn about stocks. Can we talk? We keep a tight knit circle to where, whether it's me, De Niro, Martin, you know what I mean? Like Kono himself, you know what I mean? Like Percy Ryan, like Desmond Cole, Sam Haynes, like whenever, whenever, like, we have an issue we keep close because we take it deeper than the ropes because that's how we're able to maintain our sanity first of all but also keep ourselves in check because we're going to have good days we're going to have bad days but to keep ourselves in the mix of like really trying to elevate the product which is our name which is our group which is our um our reason for we believe living we're going to feed into that as much as we can. So um, as far as like the start of everything, it started with just not having a remote one day on TV. And I just happened to be on that channel. Right. And then from there, forcing my mom to blockbuster from there, forcing my, my friends to watch wrestling, then meeting someone that liked wrestling and then pushing me towards the school, me having the confidence to know that this is what I wanted to do. Me being able to tell a girl that I would, I would love to, invest time in you only if you can understand me investing time in this and what what are the odds that she was perfect for every situation right mm-hmm. and then hooking up with my trainer meeting gay meeting the guys meet like forming a unit of people who didn't just want to be cool on the weekends people who didn't just want to take it until they were just bored and then stop these were people who said we can t- keep the lights on through wrestling Especially when we first started, we're just getting a hey, good job, kid. And maybe like, you know, they say like the hot dog and the handshake, like that type of deal. I, to this day, I still don't understand that. But that's, that's just, that's just me. But um, uh, that was something where like, we were, we were ready to really take bullets for each other for real. And when you have that type of bond, you, it's unbelievable how much more you can, you can accomplish and believe in yourself for. So, right. Oh, man. Yeah. Man, I think you, like, hit, like, a bunch of things because, like, I've, like, friends with, like, a lot of different wrestlers, people that are training and stuff like that. So just, like, here, just, like, one question. And it's, like, I feel like yeah. so many things were answered. There's, like, so many, you know, all that, like, emotion and the feeling. You're, like, just I answered. Told you like, I don't a whole shut up. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> 
I meant more that it's like, you know, like I feel like it's answered like some questions that like I've had conversations with like young students and stuff like that. So yeah. it's it's really I, I'm in this like in between world of, you know, between being a fan and whatever I am in the business, I guess, or whatever like that, you know, so it's like but it's it's uh, like I said, you you hit a lot of things that, you know, like I'm thinking of like certain wrestlers in training right now so i'm sure they'll be happy to listen to that so all right so let's start with this because again like like i said i i know you i've seen you live plenty of times so but for the fan listening to this podcast never seen you wrestle before what's the go-to match that they should watch to become an instant fan of yours man the match that i'm so proud of right now is uh Above the rest, me and Gabriel Sky versus Miracle Generation. It's on uh, for Beyond on Cheddar Territory, the finals. Um, that was something where, you know, I got injured pretty, pretty bad. Um, like the day before Thanksgiving 2019. Uh, ruptured my patella tendon, snapped my kneecap, tore my quad hamstring. Like it was it was bad. And, uh, yeah, you know, the doctor said, for I mean, forget wrestling. It was about walking normal again. Like they like rule. They ruled out any sort of athletic. Like it was over. Right. And uh, again, Gabe Kono right there in the hospital with me. You know. Um, but something where like that whole transition period of me being injured, me just starting to kind of understand who I was, especially in MLW, I was just starting to kind of understand this, these these cameras and being in this type of locker room legends and just the people who who are supposed to be in locker rooms like i was starting to really like really get it and then like gone right and from there like it was me really trying to figure out a style uh a, a gimmick um an attitude um a mindset that would put me not only through the injury and the recovery but bring me back and make me better so like that match was a lot because that match was accumulation of every day on the phone with Gabe. When I'm trying, when I'm staring at painkillers, I'm sitting on the bed like it's cold out. I got my no, I my 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 lineups all fucked up. Like I'm gaining, you know, I lost all my muscle. I'm not hungry. I'm not eat. I'm just like pissed. From there to going to physical therapy, the coming home doing physical therapy for like 10 hours where like my phone would be dead for days like my girl doesn't know where i am my mom doesn't know where i am i'm in the garage just working like from there and then starting to you know then covid came right so now there was nothing so now like even less i gotta rehab myself i can't go to physical therapy i can't so i gotta teach myself how to get better right and then you know seeing the guys also in a sense where like i started quarantining almost a year before quarantine even happened i wasn't going outside like i was cut off from the world like and i saw how how the how the wrestling world worked where if you're not in the public eye for just a little bit you're gone and forgotten until you do something cool again so like i saw how the culture was kind of shifting with social media and things like that so i didn't mind taking a seat back because i was seeing it from the outside but again accumulation of all that brought us to that match where me and gabe went to a beyond tryout mm -hmm. just to see if we could hang just to see what was good janella dickinson drew cordero were the judges of this of, the, of this tryout i mean you have a lot of guys that are killing it now josh bishop was there trey lamar was there rex lawless was there. i mean everyone like people were there right. gabe won the whole thing which i predicted in the car because i didn't even want to go to it i was nervous as hell i was like i can't do this i like, guess you can not only did gabe win the thing they liked me enough to to bring us back to do like a dark match on beyond from there me and gabe got 
got invited to be on the first episode of, of, of Uncharted Territory, in episode one and two. You know, and then to close it out from all of that, like just because, like, if if, if Gabe didn't bring me to that Beyond tryout, we would have never gotten that opportunity, which would have never gotten me to wrestle me and him on the on the Boston um, secret show for Beyond, which MLW. That's why I got signed because they watched that match and said, like, let's bring this kid in. That would have never happened. All the stuff that Gabe's been doing since my injury again forced him to be a whole new entity when I wasn't there with him. He had to be himself. And with that, he became who he is now. He's killing it now because of that injury, because of those phone calls, because of the phone calls before the injury, before, I mean, those talks about us making it and whatever it took. And now the full circle come back to the last episode of Unterritory, the second season, to wrestle with the Miracle Generation, who've been, who were setting up rings, like cleaning up, sweeping with all the talent in the world, but they were so humble enough that they were putting like scrub work in. People call Pandus. I call it scrub work. I, I believe in in owning your level and, and making it, you know, and, and again, people have to do certain things. I understand that, but I always thought they were too good to do certain things like what they were doing. And I've said, like, once these kids get a chance to go ahead and just make something happen, they're going to make it happen. And then they did. And then I didn't know that they were gonna, they were going to put us against them. They made that happen. So that match specifically, when we did that, not only did – that match mean everything at that moment because people were talking about that was the best match of Uncharted Territory and that was the last match of Uncharted Territory. Amazing. Love those so guys. obviously to the ego where me and Gabe can also could just walk in, not tag team, not not train, not talk about it for over a year, come back and have match of the year for Uncharted Territory right. with two guys we never met, have money be thrown in the ring, have tag team wrestling chance, you know, beyond wrestling chance, all these guys chance like we earned all of that with those guys. And that was a match that I say that nothing missed in that match. Nothing missed in that match. And um, that's something where if people want to say, like, what are these guys about? That match right there. Perfect. That match meant a lot to Kylon and Dustin. That match meant a lot to us. And that match meant a lot to tag team wrestling, the company, and just the overall belief that I carry, which is, you know, skills over politics and bring your game not your name in the sense where like we don't take shortcuts because if we did take shortcuts we'd be in a lot higher places right now we know that we would but we know we're doing exactly what we said we were going to do everything that we want to do by doing it our way and i think dustin and kylon are doing it that way too you know in their in their version and the four of us in there i mean we made magic and it was it was it was a really 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 dope match for us for my confidence for Gabe's confidence, for us as a tag team to cement ourselves on a on a big level at IWTV as a tag team to watch out for, and um, earn some respect from fans that are very clickbaity, which are very you know very followers. Where if you're not in that quote unquote inner circle of certain guys, you're not going to get the looks, you're not going to get the merch sales, you're not going to get the tweets or the all that stuff. And I understand that, and I don't want to be a part of it, but I understand that when you have a match like that, when you don't have that that cheap clout. And they react like you do, you earned all that. So that's something that I'm super proud of. So that's yeah. the match that I would say. I love that. I love that. John Chat says that match was good. I was there. People were talking about that for a while. So yeah. so awesome. I mean, like we made people talk. They don't see me outside a lot. People forget. Like I, I've only had about sixty something matches. Mm -hmm. You know, some of these guys have had three hundred, four hundred, five hundred. Right. I don't believe in wrestling every day because the culture is so quick. You're only as good as your last one. Right. 
if you have seven good matches on if you have seven good matches in a week and you botch once or do something weird once that's all they're going to talk about so you just took seven matches of bumps seven matches of possibly taking off of work if you needed to you know all those miles back pain painkillers you know fast food all this bullshit that you had to go through just to have people harp on one little thing so i make sure when i'm outside i'm in that ring i kill it and then i leave and every match that I want, I don't. I don't sign matches. Be, I don't sign the line. I don't say yes to matches or bookings just because it's a booking. I make sure that it matters. So if you look at my list, besides like maybe a couple of the beginning ones, maybe every single match since then has mattered. Right. In some sense of the word, it's either been against a, re, a a crazy opponent or a high stakes match. No matter what, I always make sure that it matters. And I think Gabe takes himself seriously professionally and personally in the sense where he knows that his brand matters and it's not about how many fights it's who you fought and why you fought and where you fought so um and i think like that match definitely solidifies everything that we feel about wrestling and uh and just each other and in life so 100 percent check that match out love it so good everybody knows i'm big miracle gen and i love gabe i love you like you guys are awesome i mean we're, we'll get into that uh, you know, if you guys want to check out uh, Miracle Gen, Gabe's been on this podcast, so go check out those interviews later if you haven't already. Uh, let's see, there was questions in the chat. Oh, Tommy says Tristan was the first wrestler I ever met. Episode two, that's awesome. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> John says, "What is your favorite wrestling promotion?" <sighs> see, that's hard. That's really, really hard. Put on the spot. And, and it's hard for a lot of guys. Not because yeah. people want to kiss ass and be like, oh, I don't want to leave anybody out. But each place that I've been, like I said, I don't go anywhere just because. Are there places that I haven't been yet that I want to? Absolutely. But the places that have understood my value and treated me as such, I know I'm, I was there for a certain reason, but I wanted to be there. Beyond allowed me and Gabe to be ourselves. Right. Get beyond allowed us to be in front of fans that cared and loved wrestling. Mm-hmm. They weren't there because, like a tip, sometimes an indie crowd, right? It's like, hey, you know, my my you know my girlfriend's little brother is doing this, and I was supposed to go last month, but I didn't. So I promised she dragged me here. They're on their phone, doing some shit, or like, oh, you know, like this is my uncle's girlfriend, doorman's brother. You know, he wrestles, and then I guess he was my coworker. Like this was fans were like, I'm taking off of work to watch some wrestling. So to be in front of those fans that know why you put a headlock on, that know why, oh, that now that was smart, that was cool. Like people, I mean, granted, they don't know exactly what we're doing, right? But they they respect it right. so much that they make you they make you love it again. They turn you into a fan while you're wrestling. So it makes it makes you jump higher, it makes you run faster, it makes things, you know, it make it, it makes your adrenaline rush because you care because they're giving that love to you. That was the first time that we really experienced like that's what we want that crowd and then also that locker room the locker room where you get that understanding where these are the guys you're supposed to be around when you look over and no one's talking about drugs no one's talking about fucking girls no one's talking about stupid like <laughs> bullshit they're talking about how to maintain a family with this right talking about how to how to respect your wife how to respect your kids and make time for this knowing how to invest in your stuff taking your money even though it's not much and making it into something like knowing how to time manage knowing how to make time for family make your friends like like all that like that's the conversations that i hear and then the future of like you know like certain things that go on in wrestling and then watching the matches during the show with the guys that are like you see that? That's good because of this. Oh, that wasn't good because of that. And you, they put you on game if you're if you're willing to kind of pick up the jewels and listen. And that 
is what I say is bigger than just the wrestling. That that aura. Those are the guys that that matter. The guys and girls that matter. The people who have made money in this. The people that made us want to watch. When we're around those people, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, maybe take a picture here and there. But really, it's just being around that energy and seeing like how it's done. Right. Right. You know that was, and then that was the biggest thing with MLW. Right. Was you look around, everybody matters here. In the sense where, like, everyone is here for the same reason why me and Gabe have those late-night calls. Mm-hmm. Me and De Niro have those late-night calls where it's like, you know, this is some, this is serious. This is what we want to do. That's what these guys have. When you look left, you got, you know, you got MJF over here. You got Hammerstone over here. You got Fatu over here. You got Dr. Tom Pritchard over here talking game. Like, you got Ricky Steamboat chilling over there. You're now, you know, we're talking about, you know, you know obviously you, you meet people. But the best part about that was you put matches together with these people. Right. You were bred with these people in the sense where, like, you're really trying to learn why they think the way they think, why they do the things that they do. And it's not about copying. It's about feeding off of their success of how they got to that point and trying to learn, make your own lane through their genuine advice. You're not taking genuine advice for the dude who, you know, you know, like who, who didn't do enough in wrestling to give you an opinion. You know what I mean? Like these are people who you can truly value their opinion. Obviously take everything with a grain of salt, but know that they're speaking from an educated voice and an experienced voice. And you got to be dumb not to pick something up from there. You know, and then with that, whatever lessons I learned in the MLW locker room, I bring it to to my circle and put them on. Mm -hmm. And that's how you do it. If you don't share wisdom, it's not wisdom. Yeah. You know, and uh, that was the best thing that that helped elevate us was knowing that, like, we can really, you know, make this count, make these matches count. So as far as real promotions, I mean, MLW gave me a chance where. I mean, I was at the time I was the only Asian American on television. Mm -hmm. That meant something. Now, we don't talk about it. You know, we don't talk about it. And again, that's another thing about cheap heat or, 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 or cheap clout. I could I could have boasted that all day on Twitter. Especially with the stop Asian hate stuff, I could have made so much money doing milking that for the wrong reasons. But I said, let me chill. Let me just be that and then become a, a status for people who look like me, who talk like me, who aren't, who don't want to be the ninja. You know what I'm saying? Like, granted, I'm a secondary black belt. I know what I'm doing in that ring, but I don't got to be the, the ninja. And I think that was the cool thing that I got to do with the Akira Kwan character in MLW was – at first, I didn't know what they wanted. I think they kind of wanted that and kind of realized that I don't. that's not me. So when I get to be me with those parameters of a character to make the show work, they got to see a lot of more um, versatility in me, and so did the people. And, um, you know, so I value that whole experience, working TV, flights, and have those locker room conversations and those experiences, those stories that, that mean so much to me. I love MLW. And then and exactly, but Beyond brought us there. And then we talk about... Even CZW, where they brought us, they brought us into. We learned, we learned hell of a lot over there, mm-hmm. a lot of experience over there, um, all of us. And then you talk about remarkable wrestling right now, where that's a, an opportunity for 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 me, gay, the New York crowd, to have a place to call our own and make it mean <laughs> something special. You know? That's me. That's me. <laughs> That's me. Oh, it's funny. Yes. It's funny because it's like, you know, you bring it up like I haven't even got to questions, but you're already answering like a whole bunch of my questions. That I have. <laughs> but it's funny because it's like, 
Um, you know, we'll talk beyond and, you know, Gabe. So you brought up Remarkable. Let's, let's, let's talk about Remarkable. I just saw you at Remarkable, which is great. So I really love uh, this promotion and I want more people to get like behind this promotion. And, you know, I talked to a promoter and I was like, you know, like, I love your roster. I pretty much know probably about, like, 90% of, like, the roster that, like, comes in, especially, like, the last show. Maybe for a couple of stragglers, like, a student here and there that I might not know um, yeah. there. But I just I just love it. And, uh, who was it? Um, Alex was like, he goes, this show just screams Tiffany. He was like, this is a Tiffany show. And I was like, 100%. Yeah. I was like, I love it. Uh, so I'm looking forward to more remarkable shows. You guys can check that out on IWTV. Um, it's funny because you guys, you and Gabe wrestle Brick City Boys. Uh, so I'm glad that I got to see that. And was it Brick City Boys? Wait, I'm like mixing my phone. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I got so many like questions here. Anyway, so uh, Jay Cruz, uh, I was talking to him before and he had said to me that he was really excited to work you guys, that he's been wanting to work you guys for like, this was like days before, obviously, yeah. the remarkable show. Um, you know, so he said that he was like, oh, you know, I, I really can't wait. So I was all stoked. Uh, for this match and like I have to say and I know I put this as a tweet I was like you and Gabe are a well-oiled machine you know like this is what you want in tag team wrestling right and this is like what am I you know I went from like not liking tag team wrestling like years ago to like being obsessed with tag team wrestling right and the chemistry that you and Gabe have and what you guys have in the ring is absolutely amazing so then when you put the Brick City boys in here too which you guys check out that interview as well um, you know it was like so much fun uh, to watch, so you guys can watch again. You guys can watch this on IWTV. Definitely go check it out. So maybe you want to elaborate a little bit on the experience with that. Yeah, I mean, as far as like tag teams, like that's why me and Gabe are so damn good. And like I say that humbly, but I also say it very arrogantly because I know it's true. We don't even live in the same state anymore. Right. I live. I live in Palm Beach, Florida now. Right. He lives in New York. Mm -hmm. Like, we could. He could. You know what I mean? Like to have chemistry with somebody that you don't even see half the month yeah you don't train with you don't work out with you can just you just look at him yeah he looks at me and we know exactly yeah. what we're doing our timing is as if we live together yeah. our our understanding and our goals granted right we both want to be world champion right right but for some reason the forces that be brought us together on a platform literally together not just side by side as just friends and brothers as a tag team that is one if not the most under underrated tag team just because we're so new but because how we carry ourselves we're not just popping up here we're not just popping up there we're popping up exactly where we want to be people can't not take us seriously because we only deliver our move set cannot be made in any video game or and that's and we pride ourselves in that too we don't copy right. we are our own people and that's why we know sometimes our pill is a little harder to swallow not because of any distrust or dislike but we're so individualistic that there's never been anyone that walks talks acts like me gabe's puerto rican you're not going to find one puerto rican flag on his gear because he doesn't want to be categorized in that sense i'm korean american i'm very proud of that but you're never going to see me just walking around here where looking like bruce lee because I'm not categorized by that. Right. I used to have a moniker. I called myself the exception because I was the exception to the rule. And so was he. Yes, we are certain categories. Yes, we check certain boxes. But nobody and absolutely nobody before, currently or after 
is going to be a is going to be a copy of us, and we are very very proud of that because we know that we are creating our own lane, and that is the road less traveled because we know because we're making it. Whether we have a shovel or a spoon, we're digging that lane ourselves, and it's going to take as long as it takes. But we know we can always look back without regrets, knowing we did the exact right thing. Right. And that means more to us than selling out and getting a couple, you know, a couple, you know, a couple matches that matter. You know, a couple, you know, a couple, a couple flights here and there. We'd rather do what we do what we keep doing. Uh, you know, working harder than everybody else. You know, we're five foot eight, one seventy one. You know what I mean? But our opponents look at us like we're six nine. And there's a reason for that. The way we carry ourselves, we're not, we don't, we don't bullshit in there. Right. If you're in there, you know you're gonna get hit. You know you're gonna hit hard, and you know no matter how hard you hit us, we're gonna get right back up. And that is easier said than done because that's what every wrestler wants to play tough guy, and that's cool. But when you step in the ring with above the rest, it's not about how tough you are. It's about who wants all of this more, and which goes back to our first conversation with those phone calls. Uh, we that. have an unbreakable bond that that brings that that lights a different type of fire in us. We wrestle very differently when we when we wrestle singles matches as opposed to when we're together. It's a weird thing. It's almost like being separated from your twin or like in Hancock when you get like you know it's like when you get together. It's like it's one of those things where like we have to recognize that although we were just thrown together one day. And it was very convenient because we trained together. We knew each other. It was easy to ride to shows together that we have a God-given chemistry and execution that has not been matched by anybody. And no matter we win or lose, our highlights last weeks in a world where gifts only last a couple hours, we stay trending. Whether people want to acknowledge it or not because we're not in that inner circle, mm -hmm. They know. We see the views. We might not get the follows after the views. Our followers, our follow count might be zero point three percent of that of that you know forty fifty thousand views and 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 acknowledgement of our talents. So we know we're getting the eyes that we're supposed to. We know we're getting we're having the side conversations with people that 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 know about this business, that care about this business, that know that we are only good for this business, and that's something where like again. We can pull the minority card. You got a Korean and a, you got a Korean and a Puerto Rican. You got two long-haired, good-looking kids out here going, going crazy. And we could clearly pull a lot of cards if we wanted to. In a world where that's all they're feeding for, we don't. We just let our talent speak for ourselves. And we want genuine fans, genuine fans who respect what we do, not because it's cool to like us, mm -hmm. but because it's always cool to like cool shit. Hell yeah. I'm all about yeah. the wrestling. Yes, let's right. go. <laughs> all right, let me yeah. grab some of these questions in the chat. What's up, Desmond yeah. Cole? How are you? Love you. Oh, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I am going to talk about your match. It's funny how you came in here, like, at the time. But let me grab these two fan questions in here. Shout out to Conrad. Everything pro wrestling. Go give him some love, too. Okay, so Mike in here says, what is his favorite Christmas song? My favorite Christmas song <laughs> um, someday at Christmas, uh, Stevie Wonder. Ooh, okay, okay, I like that. I like that. All right, all right. So the I like the Michael Jackson version too. There so. you go. <laughs> it's November first. Everybody's fighting that you know everybody's celebrating Christmas early or too early for Christmas. I'm looking for some turkey, all that fun stuff. So, all right. So Melissa's in the chat. What's up, Melissa? She goes, since he's a New Yorker, non-wrestling question, which are his New York sports teams? 
my New York sports team, mm-hmm. the New York Giants, and the uh, and the New York Knicks. We're 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 getting through it. But the Giants, man, we're six and two, so we're looking good. We have a little <laughs> break this week, so I'm excited for us. I, I am. I know she's like more interested of uh, baseball, so. Oh, I mean, like. <laughs> I got too much energy to watch baseball. I know that sounds kind of setting towards baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, I could never get into it. I like playing it, but even then, like I could never sit in the dugout. I was always just too. I needed to keep on being active. That's why I wrestle. That's why I play basketball. That's why I played. You know, anything that I can get my hands on that didn't allow me to kind of stand around or sit. Right. You know, need a lot of patience to to for baseball. A lot of concentration, which I have. It's certain aspects, but it never really grabbed me the same way that like wrestling did or basketball did or football does yeah. so um i guess if, you, if you're gonna ask me um i have a lot of yankee clothes which came from new york my grandpa was a, my grandpa was a met, my grandpa was a met fan but um my you know i have a lot of friends that are yankee fans so i just want new york baseball to do well okay good because like <laughs> she's a mets fan i'm a mets fan you know you, you might have lost the fan <laughs> I got a, I got a, I got a Piazza jersey in the closet too. So I don't think I got things. Okay, but. okay. I think I think you might have scored the brownie points back. <laughs> you might have scored the brownie points back for her. But she said makes sense in the chat. So, but all right. So since Desmond Cole came into the chat, let's talk fish at the beach. All right. Yeah. So like this was fun. I'm so glad. I I was like I have to come up for the show. I was like this was fun. Yeah. Uh, you know, what was this? This was Rhode Island, right? Yeah, this was Rhode yeah. Island. I don't even know. I just throw everything into the GPS nowadays. It's like, okay, I'm driving out here or whatever. Like the, but this was fun. This was at like, uh, like a bar on the beach for you guys. Yeah. And like, you guys were having fun, even like when we got in and then like played around, throwing a football around, just like, it, this was fun. If anybody could go to one of these beyond shows. I really suggest like this is what you should go. Like I had a lot of fun. It, it was it was entertaining as hell. You and Desmond Cole had an amazing match. Uh, you know, it just aired. If you guys didn't watch it, please go back IWTV. It's on there. So a lot of fun times. So you guys had great chemistry. Uh, you know, I love you both. You know, <laughs> like but this is fun. This was a, this was a fun match. So maybe you want to elaborate a little bit more on that. Yeah, and he Desmond, he's another one of those guys who was there with those phone calls yeah and i always bring those up because you know when you have when you understand somebody on such an intimate level of their passion Mm -hmm. and again we go back to the passion of something that when we were growing up like wrestling wasn't cool it just got cool like six months ago to like wrestling again you know so all of that where you're trying to you're combating trying to be yourself but you're also trying to learn how to how to be a man but you're also trying to learn how to wrestle but you you know you're also trying to be a good son a good boyfriend a good you know like a lot of boxes again you're trying to check these phone calls that end up bringing us back to earth and making our point that if if we want this only we can take it only we can only we can make this happen and he understood that so once he understood that he didn't have to just be Desmond the wrestler. He's the big boofer. Yeah. Once he figured that out, only went up. And that's what we and that's what we wanted. So to get this match on a platform that gave me and Gabe our opportunity, that gave us a chance to be around a locker room and around a crowd, around a platform 
that would elevate our brand and make us realize that we're supposed to be here. And I told him, and I always say, at this point in wrestling, nobody is letting you on a show because you're a good guy. Let's make him feel good. They don't give a half. Yes, at, at the end of the day, it matters if you're a good person, I guess. But if you're good, you're good. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they're going to put you on. You're not here by accident. There's too much money. There's too much reputation to, on the line to give someone a pat on the back because, ah, you're a good kid. No. You're here because you're supposed to be here. And you're against me because that's what the that's what the powers that be decided. That on your debut, you're going to wrestle someone who not only you were you know, blood, sweat, and tears with, but someone who completely understands the situation that he's in. The pressure of those cameras, the pressure of that crowd, the pressure of that IWTV audience, the pressure of you never know who's watching. Right. And, you know, we beat the hell out of each other at a show that was supposed to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Water, yeah, you know, water wings and water guns and, and, you know, lifeguards and bullshit like that. We were the only match in that card that weren't that was that wasn't that. Respectfully, obviously, you know, we, you know, you gotta you gotta know your theme and you gotta know your audience. We went in there and we said we're gonna have a we're gonna have a fucking match. Yeah, we're gonna have a match that we can be proud of. I don't care what energy is out there. We're about to change it. The lights are gonna get dark. The sun's gonna go away for our match. It's gonna get dark out because we're gonna show them exactly why we're here. And you can say whatever you want, but the last thing you're gonna say when you leave Westerly, Rhode Island, is. That was a, such a fun show, but damn, that they they killed each other. That was crazy. That's what we want. Yeah. And he understood that, and he made it happen. And I wish, obviously, the best for him. I know he's going to be back on that platform again. Um, I would love, I would love to, um, I would love to spoil things, but I'm not gonna. No, don't spoil. Because that's, 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 that's no fun. No but, fun. Um, <laughs> yeah. But. Uh, he made his impression felt because he, again, he, there's only one him. Yeah. There's only one him. There is nobody that can copy what he does. There's nobody that can think the way he does and put piece stuff together the way that he does. And the more he understands that, the more the people are going to see that, which means the sky's, you know, the sky's the limit for him. Yeah. So, man, 2022 has been such a fantastic year for a lot of people. I mean, I've been coming up to New England scene like crazy lately because yeah. I cannot believe what's in the New England scene. It's amazing. And I'm not taking that away from anything else. But now to yeah. like physically come up to like New England and start watching all this stuff like beyond. And these are all like bucket list promotions that I've been dying to go to. And then the pandemic happened. Uh, yeah. So here we are or whatever. But like even Limitless, Desmond Cole's another one made his debut you guys you made your debut at limitless i finally got it to go up there there's nothing like it i had this conversation with randy i could not wait to come up to a limitless show i mean it's like about six hours yeah. hours from new york you know so yeah. it's a hike you know well worth it i'm lucky like you know limitless will be at wrestleville uh, I got to see Blitzkrieg versus uh, Limitless. So I got to see, you know, a bunch of the talent up there. But if you're not watching Limitless, I don't know what you're doing. Uh, but again, like a bunch of debuts. It's it's amazing. Those fans up there. I love those fans. They know like those fans are great. I love going to a promotion and the fans are invested, totally invested. Yeah. I hate going to a show and it's dead. Give me yeah. life. <laughs> this is well, why the wrestlers like, want me at shows because I they need me. <laughs> I always say that I you know I've said this multiple times to people and they can quote me on this. I've said 
a week before a show, all wrestlers should go on juice cleanses because wrestling fans are notoriously just extremely unhealthy and do not have the stamina to be excited for three hours. They don't. Yeah. So I, I, I'm calling on all wrestling fans, juice cleanses and push-ups a week before you go to a show <laughs> so you can be alive for the main event and, the, and after the intermission. And that's just that. And then again, they say that I'm wrong. I know I understand the brain chemistry and nutrition, and all that stuff. You are, you do not have enough battery life. <laughs> and so that's the one thing. But passion, passion and investment, like you said, is one hell of a drug where that limitless crowd, we were, we weren't cursing them out, but we were like, listen, we don't give a, we don't care who you are. Yeah. When that match ended, they wouldn't let us leave without saying, please come back. Me and yeah. You know, Devin steals the show every time he's over there. Yeah. And um, that's something where, like, I, I told him again, I said, we're not here for no reason. Look at the roster that they've had at Limitless. Look at the people who have gone through and made something about them, you know, made a name for themselves there. Right. You think they're just there because they're good because they're good guys? No, they're there because they're the best in the world. Yeah. And now we're here. So what does that make us? You know what I mean? And that, and, and, it's, and it's okay to talk like that. People are like, oh, no, I'm not that good. Listen to that self-talk. If you again for you, if you don't if you don't act like a queen, no one's gonna believe you're queen of the Indies. <laughs> does that mean does that mean spit on everyone below you? No, no, that just means you gotta walk and know exactly who you are, and no no person, no no man, no promoter, no other person can tell you about you. Yeah. If you know you're doing the right things, that behind closed doors and, and in front of the crowd. So same thing for us, where like we know we're supposed to be here. Any chip on our shoulder that we feel is because it took too long. Mm -hmm. And we really believe that. How dare you ask us now? We've been here. Granted, we get better every single time we do it, but we know how we carry ourselves inside, outside the ring. You can put us on a podcast. You can put us on Good Morning America. You right. can put us in front of kids. You can put us in front of in front of a senior center. You can and we'll be good. You got people, yeah, they're, you know what I mean? Like, you got it, you, you got it. That's deeper than wrestling. That's entertainment. That's a platform. That's being marketable. That's being someone that you can put out and promote whatever you need to promote and make it happen, you know? Um, I, I, I just know that Devin, Devin, Gabe, like all the guys, like, they understand that when I tell them because they see it. The proof is in the pudding where, like, if I say something's going to happen, it happens. I had a dream that we were de going to debut for Limitless. About two weeks later, we got the call. You know, I had a dream about a, a certain match that was going to happen in MLW, and it happened, which is the War Chamber match. And not specifically the War Chamber match itself, but people that I wanted to work, and they were all in that match. I wanted to work Hammerstone. I wanted to work Jeff Cobb. I wanted to work uh, Richard Holiday. I wanted to be in that match. You know, and we were and that's exactly what happened and something where like i really believe if you speak into existence you put good into the world and you only elevate yourself and the people around you it's gonna happen yep. might not happen like right away but it's gonna happen manifest you know? that baby <laughs> i'm all about it i am all about that oh, i love that i love that so much so all right let's do a fun fan tweet so this one's from good cop bad cop shout out to you he goes with Tristan Ty being an anagram of inherit stat, what impressive impressive wrestling stat would you like to acquire from someone? Ooh. 
I mean, the only thing that I would ever take I would ever take from anyone would be I want to be uh give me EJ and Duca's height. Bro's like six nine. When we wrestled, I was like, what the hell are we gonna like uh, I was like, you know, I'm going to kick you in the mouth, right? Because I'm going to get up there. Like, it was one of those things where it's like sometimes I I never feel small. I never feel like a small guy mm-hmm. because I only wrestled giants. I'm the only one. And when I was in MLW, they classified me as a middleweight. I didn't have one middleweight match my entire stint there. It was it three and a half years. I never wrestled the middleweight. I was always with either the heavyweights or the super heavyweights. And I was like, damn, if I was their size, I would be wrecking shit right now. I know that. So um, obviously in the land of the Giants, which isn't always the same thing anymore, but, you know, these guys were listing their shoes and, you know, they're walking around in high heels pretty much to all these guys, you know, like added inches to their bodies, you know. Um, I don't um, I don't envy anybody. I don't to where I would take a skill from anyone. Maybe, maybe having access to certain areas and certain people around, like certain people that had, like, they were close to certain schools that we could feed off of other things, but I mean, everything that I've been through, everyone that I've been with or came up with, was for a reason. And I don't, and I don't think anything that happened would have happened unless I went ahead the way that I did, you know. And I think, like, if, if you know, if we could always think in terms of what could have been, what should have been, you know, maybe what if. That's only going to make you crazy because it's always there's always going to be a next what if, right? You know. But what if I don't think like that and I just keep doing what I'm doing? So that's where something where sometimes those thoughts do creep up in your head. Like, mm-hmm. damn, I wish I could have been like, oh, I wish I had that gear maker. Oh, I wish I had, oh, man, I wish I had that. Uh, I wish I got booked by this guy. Oh, I wish I could be friends with this dude. Like, I don't care about that, you know. Um, and that's not like salty or anything like that. It's just if I look left or right, I forget what's in front of me. Right. So that's how I think about it. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's do an important question that's very important to this podcast. Wrestling with positivity. I'm very big on that. Also, I'm still looking for stories. If anybody's interested, hit me up. So we're going to ask you this. So is there anything that sticks out to you, whether it's something maybe you've done for a fan or maybe, you know, a fan's done for you, maybe a wrestler's done for you, maybe something you've done for a wrestler, something that we wouldn't normally no, unless you tell the story. Oh, um, hmm. it's weird. Like, uh, I always enjoy hearing feedback from people who who I don't know because that's the part of the entertainment that we got into is having people you don't know admire something or respect something that you did so it's not one specific moment it's hey my kid me and my kid loved your match hey we thought that was awesome hey can you take a picture with me hey can you sign this like that can either blow your head up or it can make you realize like you're doing something in the right direction you're make you're moving people you know people are working their jobs spending their money and time to come see you perform and then not just you the whole card and you might not have been the reason that you bought that ticket, but they felt so inclined to tell you after years of, you know, a couple of years of, you know, social distancing, after years of of just of of being afraid to say the wrong thing to someone because you're going to get canceled, blah, 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 all this other stuff, for someone in this day and age now to come up to you, not know you, 
and say something like, hey, you know, that 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 match was that was something else. They didn't do that for money. They didn't do that because I would follow them back. They did that because they couldn't they couldn't keep their mouth shut. They had they were so compelled by what we did, what we gave them mm-hmm. that they had to come up and say something that. And I know that on a separate scale, when I see someone go out of their way to help someone else out in just you know the regular world, I know when I see a kid help someone across the street that didn't ask for anything. When I see, you know, um, uh, uh, see like a, you know, a, a single mother with her kid and she got groceries and stuff. And I see someone just slide a hundred to the cashier, that type of stuff where you don't got to make a scene about it. You're not doing it for cameras. You're just being like, Hey, like, yeah, thank you for being a part of this world right now. Mm-hmm. When you get that, that version from wrestling and having people be thankful that you just performed like genuinely thankful, like you did something for them. That's what gets me off in the sense for like that is how I felt when I watched the guys, when I watched Eddie Guerrero make a face. And I was like that, like, why did I, I would go back to school. I would think about that all day, you know, like when they make you feel something bigger than what it was, you know? And I, and I think that's what every, everyone probably understands. They might not articulate it the same way, but they definitely know what I'm talking about when I say that it's the fans that you that you never, that you don't know, you might not ever see again. And they, remember you forever and that's something that's that blows your mind so that type of stuff yeah i love all those humbling moments so i love i love i love asking this on the podcast like i said it's very important to me on this channel uh so i like to spread all that love uh so let's see uh james in the chat says shout out to the former ftw boys uh desmicole says not gonna lie i've said it before and i'll say it again without him i wouldn't be the big boofa and that's nothing but facts so uh, <laughs> that that goes into me pulling him out of himself. Mm-hmm. You know, again, with those phone calls, when you're completely honest with somebody on a, on a level of just you have that trust to be that honest with somebody, you're able to really kind of you talk different, but you also listen different. Right. Um, I just allowed him to, to kind of understand where my head was at with my own character, where if I, you know, obviously I, you know, I did the miss in MLW and stuff, but like if I was just spitting miss with a samurai sword, I would get booked a lot more places. I know that because that checks the box. No one talks about it. I'm the only Asian on every card that I'm on. The only one. Fans, fans suck off Japan any chance that they get, whether it's anime or, or New Japan. They will suck off Japan <laughs> until there's nothing left. Now, I'm not Japanese, but I'm, you know, I... I know who I am, and if I wrestled a different way, if I was from a different spot, I would get I would get treated differently. Now, I told him that I take very much pride in being me. You can't typecast me. You can't make me do an accent. You can't, you know, you, know, you can't make me be the karate kid. You just can't. I'm not him. I'm me. Do I know martial arts? Yes, I'm very disciplined in martial arts, but... Am I from New York? You're damn right I am. You can't write that. There's nobody in wrestling that's like me. Just like Desmond, there's nobody in wrestling like you. You're an accomplished breakdancer. You're an accomplished, you know what I mean? You, you also did martial arts. You have body control that people take years just to understand. And you're hiding that from the world. And once that started to click, he said, damn, I don't got to pretend to be anybody. I'm marketable. Me? Yeah, you. Just turn that shit up a little bit. 
Big Boofa was born and look. You know what I mean? And that, you mean like, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's where, like, once you click that, and some, pe- some people just need a little reminder of who they are because they're so humbled and such a good person. You forget that it's okay to be selfish in these types of avenues. You got to think your shit doesn't stink in certain ways because otherwise, you know, you're going to get passed over. I let them know, listen, when you are on, you're on. Stay like that. And he figured it out, you know, and he's still learning just like I'm still learning, just like Gabe's still learning. We're all learning, but we're figured, but we figured that out. Right. Percy Ryan, same deal. He's figuring it out. And that's the something where like you can't, you can guide, but you can't teach Yeah. because everyone has a different, a different, you know, a different switch that they need to turn on. You know, his switch is different than mine that needed to be lit up the fire to decide that who I wanted to be in wrestling. Same thing for Devin, same, same thing for, you know, all the guys. Um, but as far as like the, the, the birth of the big Bufa, I didn't create anything. That's him. I just let him know that he's allowed to be him. Mm-hmm. And he, and he just trusted me enough because of those phone calls. He knew I wasn't lying when I said that to him. He knew I genuinely meant that the talent that he has, that no one else can copy, that no one else can take away, that no one can script for him. That's what people are going to buy into. That's why any venue he goes to, when he says Bufa, they say it back. He knows how to have fun. He knows how to make an impression. And he knows how to put a match. And he knows how to wrestle. And, you know. I love it. He's, he's, he's the great. main. He is so awesome. Again, if you guys want to learn more about Desmond, go check out that interview. You guys know I'm a big fan, obviously. I love, like, everybody's, like, connected that, like, I bring yeah. on to this podcast it's like you know and i yeah. love i love the support and like even not only like supporting my podcast like that you guys come into the chat and stuff like that i just love the support that you guys have for each other it's just truly truly amazing so all right favorite road trip snack oh wawa <laughs> yes we don't have those in new york so i yeah, know terrible <laughs> terrible i don't know why that or, that or whatever diner we could find <laughs> Pretty much. Jack's, Jack's Diner on Queens Boulevard. Hell yeah. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Why is my camera being <laughs> silly right now? Hold on a second. Why is it being a butt? My camera decided to blur. Okay. All right. Give us one of your best road trip stories. Damn. Um, shit. They're all funny for different reasons. They really are. Like, um... I mean, anytime, anytime, you know, you, you know, you got, you, you put a beer in, in uh, Jacob Fatu's hands, man, shit's going to be funny. Um, there's countless nights where like, we were like, we, we were, <laughs> it was just always, 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 always just jokes and good times. And then also sometimes hearing like, like sitting down, I remember one time, like sitting down with, uh, uh, it was me, Fatu, um, and uh, Savio Vega, and, and he was just, like, talking about, like, old, like, WWF, like, locker room stories and things like that. And just hearing, like, different things from that perspective is just so cool. Like, just because, like, you're – at that point, you get to see people not in – not under a spotlight, not, you know, oiled up. You're seeing the individual, and you're hearing things from their perspective and their point of view and how they experience. So that's always going to be so cool to me. Um, 
And then, like, obviously with the guys, you know, on Wednesday nights driving down to CCW and then driving back, like, the same night, like, sometimes sleeping in Brooklyn, with, you know, at, at the Narrows place and just waking up, forgetting that they were there. We forgot, you know, we switched the car. We parked, like, three blocks away, you know, like, just, like, just walking in the cold with our knee pads on, just, like, all that stuff, trying to, trying to just figure it out, realizing we didn't even get paid. And just, like, you know, walking, we're just walking with all of our shit in the snow, Three blocks to Dom's house. We all got a gallon of water that we don't even know if we got. We grabbed the right one. Like those stories, we're like, we don't know where we're going. You know, like we were just, we we're just we're, again GPS. We're just driving. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's not one particular road story because they always mean so much to me. That's a, that's a time where we all get to just let loose and realize like, there's there's no need for walls. Mm-hmm. We're fucking wrestlers. We're fucking marks for each other in the sense we're like we just love this. And we're here. Why are we here? Because we're about to go wrestle. And that is always like the best, the best, best, best feeling is knowing that you're here to wrestle with people that you love because and you love them in a different sense than family because they love what you love more than anything in the world and only they understand it. And that's a crazy connection mm-hmm. that other people have in different, you know, different vet, if different areas and things like that, whether that might be a certain belief or, or, you know, a certain van maybe, but Wrestling is something that, in one way or another, we've all had certain sacrifices that we had to make, and certain um, uh, not trauma—that's a strong word—but certain discretions that we had to deal with. Whether that was girls not getting it, friends not getting it, teachers not getting it—you know, guided counselors saying, "Why don't you be more realistic?" Like people who are supposed to guide you, trying to deter you away from your dream, and yet you meet a group of guys who'd be like, "No, no, no, don't, don't shy away from that. We, we're, we're going there too. We want to be there too." That is like the whole, this whole journey is a road story. Mm-hmm. I look at it that way. So, um, and then the other thing, the other funny, funny road stories are things I can't talk about. <laughs> okay. Well, it's funny because Desmond goes, me, Tristan, the guy's got attacked by a hundred emu. What the hell is an emu while working out at a Planet Fitness? True story. We couldn't believe it. <laughs> what? We're not allowed to talk about that. <laughs> okay. an, an emu is like an ostrich. It was a fuck. That was a fucked up day, and I don't want to talk about it. Oh god. <laughs> okay. I thought he was talking like a hundred emo guys or something like. That. No, that probably that would be the worst thing in the world. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's funny. <laughs> anyway, we're gonna move on. Move on to the next question. All right. What's some things you like to do when you're not in the squared circle? Oh man! Uh, besides, I mean, besides working out, and then that has not, I mean, obviously, I guess wrestling drove me to enjoy being physically fit. But like, working out is that's that's the such a release. And again, that's another area of connectedness with somebody, with other people who understand the the appreciation and the the, the dedication that to always learn something new. And um, and and physical fitness it's again it's a very honest thing just like wrestling where you're either going to do it right or you're not you're either going to get that weight up or you're not you're either going to elevate or you're not and um i like those types of venues where those those types of avenues where like it's you against you mm-hmm. i love that i love those situations so besides that i like you know um i love hanging out with my wife you know um uh she, she's awesome. She she makes she keeps me humble with everything, and keeps me keeps my goals in check with you know with family, with our future and things like that, and wrestling all together. Um, other than that, man, like 
it's I, the, the easy answer always used to be staying out of trouble, but I've been staying out of trouble so long that I guess I'm not really trying anymore. I just know how to do it. So um, I'm enjoying that. And that that there's the comfort that comes with that, too. Um, recognizing that the people that you are around now are have your best interest in mind and the people in your life that aren't so much a pivotal part in your life. It's not about no love anymore. It's not about bad feelings. It's just about if they're not in your life right now, they're not supposed to. And I don't believe in um, missing out on things. I, I believe in people who are going to stay or meant to stay because they're going to try They're going to choose to stay. And um, that's something where that opens up a lot of different opportunities um, and a lot of freedom to um, to accept like new chapters and new avenues in your life to try. So I'm long story about... short, yeah, just uh, yeah, connecting with people and uh, and working out. That's the okay. All right, all right. So I have two final questions for you. If anybody else, drop them into the chat. Yeah. All right. So we're coming to a close of 2022. Any goals that you like to set for the next two months? Yeah, um, I and my Gabriel Sky are going to kick J.D. Drake and Anthony Henry's ass <laughs> so bad. We're gonna we're gonna beat J.D. Drake so bad he's gonna sound smart. And Anthony Henry, he wants to strike with people and shit. That's cool. You want to strike a bunch of kids that never that don't know how to strike? That's cool. Do that with us. So wait, just wait. Matches, you know, we're just, you know, they, they called us out. I don't know if you watched Limitless. They called us out. Yeah, I did. We um, called out everybody, but they answered. And they want to they wanna talk smart like we're just going to be the next kids on the chopping block. Granted, you're saying our names. So when that time comes, we're going to make, we're going to make, we're going to make some memories. I, I, I promise you that. And we're going to do that before the year's up. We close out the year. We, you know, we close out the year last year with Miracle Generation. And I'm looking to close out the year maybe with something else. But uh, JD, you know, the workhorsemen, they got, you know, we got their number. Oh. And uh, as far as Miracle Generation, obviously, you know, we're not, we're never, as long as there's tag team wrestling in the Northeast and there, and then above the rest of the Miracle Generation in that class, we're going there. Uh, Ways and Curls, you know, NEW, we've never been there, you know. Northeast wrestling, they want some tag team. I see a lot of people doing tag team tournaments and they're not calling us. That's because they want other people to win. That's why they didn't call us. And I respect that. But um, we're looking to really, really, really solidify ourselves again. We don't care about lists. We don't care about, you know, we don't care about Twitter spaces. We just care about doing exactly what we always do. And if we show up, we only deliver. We're never going to give you anything that you're going to go home and say, oh, damn, they kind of dropped the ball. We don't do that. Mm-hmm. That's not like, oh, just, hey, man, we're good. Like, no, that's like we don't fuck up. That's not a jinx. We just we're not built. We're built different. Mm-hmm. Like we're we are about this. We are independent wrestling. We are tag team wrestling. We are exactly what everybody should be. And that is an individual that doesn't want to join wrestling so they can redo high school because they did a couple push ups and put on a little mascara. So they want to be the top bitch and the cool guy. We don't do that. We don't. We're, they can sit at their own table. We're not about that. We're here to make money, and we're here to make. We're here to make memories and make people feel exactly how those fans made us feel when they came up to us and said, "Hey, listen, like that was a crazy show, but you guys were the dopest thing I've ever seen." So, that's the goal for 2022, 23, 24, 25. Let's freaking. We're not go. stopping. 
Ooh, I'm here for it. Uh, JD Alpha's in the chat. What's going on, JD Alpha? He said, love this guy. He goes, another, I know another JD that wants to kick your head in. <laughs> hot, hot mess. I love it. I love it. James says, is there a fourth member of the above the rest? Is there a fourth member of the above the rest? Um, the... Uh, the initiation process for the above the rest is is uh is pretty is pretty um is pretty detailed. Um, you got to have certain things in the certain things in the tank. You know, you got to have certain investments in line. We got to know that you can financially understand like what we're what we're aiming towards. We're trying to build we're trying to build an empire. Above the rest isn't just a tag team thing. We want above the rest to be not a clothing brand. We want above the rest to be a brand. One day, Beyond Wrestling is going to have a show at the ATR Arena. We want a brand. People don't talk like that. People are cool with twenty dollars. People are cool with, you know, you know, small change and nine to fives and all that stuff. No, no, no. We know how to take our money. I show, you know, I, you know, I put, I put them on. I show how to invest. I show how to make money on this thing, and to make generational wealth for what we want to do, you know. And um, there's a lot that that it takes to be above the rest because it's, it's, it's you know, it's a mindset. It's a mindset that you have to be strategically and un, and respectfully selfish to get to what we want to do. And it's not stepping on anybody. It's going right through anyone that even has anything negative to say, anybody who disagrees, because we're not leaving it up to you. We're not letting you know. We're not making you think like, oh, we're above the rest, by the way. No, no, no. I'm telling you. We are telling you what's up. So as far as any members are concerned, if they meet the requirements, you'll know. We'll tell you um but as of right now um we got some things and we got some things in, pl in, in place Ooh. we do Ooh, looking forward to that so i like to close off my my questions with um what's a piece of advice that you would give to those amateur and inspired wrestlers out there how bad do you want it are you wrestling because you want to fit in? Are you wrestling because you don't know what else to do? Or are you wrestling because like me and my the company that I keep woke up and that, that dream was bestowed on us. That dream was cemented in our, in that DNA where this is what we're here to do. This is why we're here. You know, I'm an, you know, me, you know, myself, I'm, I'm a Korean adoptee. I could have, should have probably been aborted. You know, grew up in an orphanage, like all that stuff. Like, I was given this chance of life to be a wrestler. Gabe was given his life, his first breath to be a wrestler. Desmond Cole, same deal. This is why we're here. We're not here because, oh, it'd be cool to try. We are supposed to be here. So you got to ask yourself, are you willing to put in that time in and actually put the time in? Not just want it, not just say you want it, do it. And, um, that's where you have to have that conversation with yourself. Where am I independently mature enough to know exactly who I am as an individual? <clears throat> am I am I in a good place where I can manage and balance my time? And and do I really truly believe in my ability? Am I an athlete? Am I great at speaking? Do I have wonderful ideas? Do I have 
do I think about this night and day, but not just fantasize, put work in towards it? Do I have to force myself to go to the gym? Do I have to force myself to eat right? Do I have to force myself to watch tape? Do I have to question whether or not I'm good enough? I never had to question if I was good enough. I never had a question if I wanted to go to the gym. I never had a question if the company that I keep is best for me. Because I learned that before wrestling. you got to learn how to how to control your circle before wrestling. you got to learn how to control your cravings, control your temptations before wrestling. you got to sit down. If you have a significant other now, let them understand. If you're talking to somebody in the, in the beginnings of a relationship, let them know what's good. <coughs> because if you don't, It'll 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 come back the wrong way, and it'll be and it'll, it'll be exposed. Not that you're in trouble, or whatever. It's not for everybody, right. but if you truly believe that it's for you, it might be, and that's where you have to understand. Like the company you keep is a reflection of how you carry yourself. If the if the company you keep is okay with being mediocre, you are mediocre. If your company you keep is okay with not taking the next step, if your company you keep is okay with having no money in their pockets, if your company you keep is okay with mistreating girls or mistreating their kids or just or just not putting their best foot forward, that is you. So if your if your circle is winning, and you are you know if you are the if you're the hardest worker in the room, it's time to change rooms. You don't want you to be the best worst person. You know, that's something that Desmond figured out. He was the best. He was the hardest worker in the room. And it was time for him to switch rooms and hang out with the killers. Hang out where the gorillas hang out at, because that is where you really get to see. And like you look left, you look right. And you're like, damn, these. I don't I, Now it's time. And um, I figured that out earlier in life. Gabe figured it out. Desmond figured it out. So that's something where um, I always preach. You're only as real as the company you keep and your circle and will we'll tell you if you are, you know, if you're enlightened enough to step back outside yourself and watch and see your surroundings and see and see what's going on. Um, other than that, you know, I'm always I'm always open to help people. So I mean, you know, my DMs are open. You know what I mean? In the sense where, like, if you really want to talk about something, talk over matches. I only know what I know. And I, anytime anyone asks me for advice on anything, I never give them my advice unless they ask for it. I always bestow knowledge that was that was given to me, and I just recycle it in the sense where I make them understand it for them. But I never say this is what I think unless you want to know. I only have my opinion isn't worth shit unless you ask for it. If you want advice, I'm going to give you advice that I got from people who are, you know, are certified, you know, talks again, like with, you know, Dr. Tom Pritchard or, 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 you know, or, or, or Kono or like Grim Reefer or just, or just guys that I've been around that understand this business, understand this game and really help me. So, um, again, like, as far as you, you know, if you, if you love it, don't ask questions. Sign up, train, and work, and I'll see you soon. That's how I feel about it. Ooh, I love that. I love that. I think that probably helped out like a lot of the you know amateur inspired wrestlers out there. Definitely awesome, awesome. All right, so what do you have coming up? Yeah, um, so I'm not gonna name you matches specifically mm -hmm. because the match cards haven't dropped yet, but uh. Uh, November 27th, we got uh, Beyond Wrestling. 
It's going to be a pretty, pretty sick show. I'm excited. Uh, and then the, uh, December 3rd, Limitless Wrestling. Um, Workhorsemen better be there. That's all I'm saying. You know, me and Gabe will be there. And as far as the rest of the uh, rest of the year, I'm waiting. I'm waiting, and I'm uh, I'm scouting, and I'm hoping that uh, something cool pops up because uh, I'm always ready for a fight. It's just a matter if they're ready to fight me. And uh, cut the check, and I'm ready. That's Ooh. it. <laughs> so awesome. Well, tell everybody where they can follow you so they can support you and find out like what's upcoming for you and all okay. that fun yeah, stuff. Yeah. Also, uh, uh, Twitter, you can follow me on Twitter at Tristan Ty. Um, Instagram, same thing. Uh, I believe it's uh, Tristan underscore Ty underscore again. And uh, I don't use Facebook, so don't even try it. Uh, but yeah, uh, tw- Twitter, Twitter and Instagram. Um, I'm really lazy on social media sometimes, but um, a little bit more interaction. I'm pretty sure I'll, you know, I'll give it to you. So <laughs> I only post the cool stuff. Awesome, awesome. Those links are in the description below. And if you want to buy some merchandise, you can always check out um, alwaysuptosomething.com. The link is in my bio. It's a clothing line that helped me with a lot of of merchandise that I have, um, that I have going on and upcoming. We do a lot of stuff where um, it's an open platform with a lot of, you know, different things, photography, branding. Um, I know I'm going to open up a a mental health um, section where um, I'm a... I have my master's in social work too. I got from Portland University. Um, I always talk about my, you know, I always talk about my degrees. But it's something where, um, if you are ever interested in something where, um, just a little pick me up or a little understanding about anxiety control and things like that, uh, you know, I got you. Everything is confidential. Everything is uh, super professional. And uh, if you have the chance, click, you know, check my bio. Click the link. Always up to something. Great, uh, great merchandise. Great people and great and great causes. So you always check us out. That's amazing. Awesome. Awesome. So go give some love and support. So, well, Tristan, thank you so much for coming on here and chatting with us a little bit. I'm so excited for your future. Uh, you know, I hope I get to see like more at some other promotions um, since I'm all over the freaking place. But, <laughs> but I'm glad to see you over like remarkable since I'm not far uh, and everywhere else. So but I'm really looking forward to what's coming up with you. So. Thank you, so, thank you so much. And you told me when you told me that you wanted to do the podcast, I was like, you know, I was probably going to ask you if you wanted me on it, but I was waiting for the invite. <laughs> yeah. Invite, so. yeah, I do. I always do the inviting over here, like everybody. No, it was so perfect. Man. It's always yeah, it was just perfect timing. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I hope I hope we can do it again. It'd be yeah. cool. If you want to get me and Gabe on? Yeah. You know, um, but yeah, I mean, we're we're always here. There's always there's always stuff to talk about it. I know, like again, like every podcast that I do, I just like hit like a little bit with everybody. So, but yeah, maybe yeah. Uh, we'll plan something. You and Gabe, we'll do we'll do something that uh, that'll be kind of fun podcast to do. So yeah. Uh, yeah, so definitely. So this is why you guys need to be subscribed to the Indie Wrestling Corner. So hit that bell and turn the notifications on so you can see what's going on actually i'm going to drop it now nola katana is coming on next week that's one that i really should have had a long time ago <laughs> there's so many he's someone too no shout out nola katana yeah he's he's amazing so uh this is you Match know i'm waiting to have you tell him that i'm waiting to have that oh okay i'll put it into my my questions for him so we'll, we'll talk about that so i, I love nolo i was at his first match ever so we're going to talk about that next week. So, again, make sure you're subscribed. So, But, uh, yeah, so anyway, uh, I will have an Indie Talks episode sometime this week for you guys. I will be at Fight Life tomorrow. Go check out that promotion as well. They're on High Spots, 
which is pretty cool. So I'll be there. I'll have backstage stuff for you as well. So, uh, so yeah. So guys, thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks for all your questions. Thanks for all your support. I love you so much. So you know the drill. Stay safe. Support independent wrestling. And I'll talk to you guys soon. Have a good night. Yeah,